Welcome, friends. You're listening to The Feeling is Musical, as presented by the Somish County Music Project. My name is Erica Lee, and today we chat with Tanisha Ross, a board-certified music therapist, about her work in medical music therapy through the Melodic Caring Project. Tanisha works with hospitalized children through the Melodic Caring Project, a nonprofit organization, and with older adults through NM Entertainment. Additionally, her prior experiences include autistic children and adults, people with PTSD, Parkinson's, as well as various forms of memory loss. Tanisha continues her volunteer work with artists striving to end poverty, and she received her bachelor's in music from Cornish College of the Arts in Seattle and her bachelor's in music therapy from St. Mary of the Woods College in Indiana. Also exciting news, we have our very first sponsorships. So today's episode is sponsored by the Seattle Storm and Angel of the Winds Casino Resort. Experience fun the whole family can enjoy. With virtual sports at All Things Sports or bowling at Strikers, there's something for everyone. Exclusively at Angel of the Winds Casino Resort. 100% smoke-free, Seattle's cleanest casino. Exit 210 off I-5 in Arlington, just 40 miles north of Seattle. AngelOfTheWinds.com The Seattle Storm is a four-time WNBA championship team. Through the Force for Change initiative, the Storm actively expresses its embrace of diversity, equity, and inclusion through its practice of fighting for social and racial justice across the country. In addition, the Storm promotes local youth development in the areas of leadership and sports with an emphasis on girls and women. For more information, visit stormbasketball.com. And the very last thing before we get started, we want to say thanks for all of your support over the last year. We're looking forward to continuing to explore music therapy and chat with more amazing guests. However, we want to let you know that we are changing our production model to shift from weekly episodes to season-based content. This will be a more sustainable model for us at The Music Project and ensure we can continue to have meaningful conversations. So we'll be taking a break for a few weeks at the end of March and encourage you to follow us on social media at SC Music Project so you don't miss any new episodes. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Our dramatic intro. Um, it's been a minute since you've been on the podcast. A lot has happened. A whole pandemic has been raging. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about what you've been up to. So you work for the Melodic Caring Project now. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the Melodic Caring Project. What do they do? What do you do? All the jazz. All that jazz. So, um, so they're non- a nonprofit organization that brings hope, connection, and the healing power of music to those in need. When I started with them, uh, they were primarily doing uh, live stream events. So they would stream concerts or um, we've done some work with um, Seattle Theater Group. So uh, sensory, um, sensory needs uh, shows. But they started out with the live streaming of concerts. So there was a girl um, who had cancer in their area and the founder Levi Ware was like, let's put on a benefit concert for this girl. And, you know, and so they put on this huge concert and they were about to do the concert and she got admitted to the hospital. Then he was like, wait, I have my laptop. So he put his laptop on the stage and then figured out a way to stream that into uh, the hospital where she was at. 
And so that just kind of started the whole thing. And basically we do that all across the world now. And uh, so that was the main thing was the live streaming of concerts um, and then other partnerships. And when I started with them, they really wanted to start doing some music therapy programming and also have someone who was, you know, more in the medical field to be their liaison to the hospitals and to the kids. And um, so I was, I started with them and then about six months in the pandemic hit. <laughs> I was just like, I was still building out the program, like for the music therapy program, but I was still supporting the, the live streams. Um, and then we ended up building more uh, music therapy programming once the pandemic hit. And this kind of came in conjunction with, I'm sure the next thing you're gonna ask about, which was the Space for Art Foundation, which yes, yeah. actually really was the launch of the music therapy programming. They just kind of collided in the most perfect way. So, you know, once uh, the pandemic hit, Melodic Hearing Project was like, we can't stream concerts right now because there are no concerts. So we adapted to doing interviews and we started interviewing artists and then thought, hey, we can interview more than just artists. Let's interview, you know, other influencers or things like that. And so our artist outreach guy was like, I happen to know an astronaut. We were like, cool. That is cool. Pretty cool. So we have um, a new program called MCP Connects, which was these interviews. And we did an interview with this woman, Nicole Stott, who was an astronaut on the Discovery mission. And she started a, a foundation called the Space for Art Foundation, um, which is incredible. She's also an artist and, um, and she just really believes in the healing power of art and really wanted to you know, unite uh, communities of children uh, through the awe and wonder of space exploration and this and art, basically. Um, and she has uh, created a space where kids can send art to her. They put it into a spacesuit. So they actually like sew it onto a spacesuit with the intent of, of sending that spacesuit to the International Space Station. Not all the suits get there, you know, because it's space. And there's actually, they, they have had some suits get up there and the astronauts have worn them in the space station floating around. Wow. Colorful. And they've, they're, you know, um, just kids from all over the world. Um, their, their newest space suit, um, they're hoping to get art from every kid from every country. So all 193 countries is the goal. And so that suit is being worked on right now. Um, and she's also done some other art projects with hospital, mostly hospitalized kids. And so we, of course, did this amazing interview with her. And at the end of it, we were like, we should do something together. It was like, yeah. So I was like, well, we have all these kids that now don't have concerts. I was like, what if we just write a song? And we create the album artwork for the song. So the kids will create the artwork, create the song, we'll record it and we will hopefully send that to space and also put it on in the spacesuit. Um, and then it was like, yeah, we're going to do that. And then how many hospitals can we get to do that too? So I reached out to some of the hospitals um, in our network and was like, would you be interested in joining us for this project? And so Sydney Children's Hospital in Australia um, and Texas Children's in um, Texas and George Mark Children's in California and also Astrid Lindgren in Sweden all contributed songs to our album. And 
we put it all together and uh, I recorded my kids all, all online. So nobody was in the room together. And we created this really beautiful song and artwork for it. And right now it is in the hands of our astronaut friend and she is working on getting it up to space. That is so cool. Yeah. What a like unique, like just really awesome thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, thanks COVID because (laughs) I'm pretty sure this would not have happened if COVID had been a thing, right? Totally. So, you know, we, we were meeting every week to, to write the song and it just, you know, turned into basically our music therapy sessions and, um, and that's just keeps going. And it's been really good for the kids to have connection with other with other kids who are going through the same thing that they've been going through and, and just um, processing, you know, a lot of emotional processing and, and coping yeah. skills. What drew you to like the medical side of what you're doing? Have you worked in a hospital before? What's your connection there? I have not, um, but actually my impetus to go back to school for music therapy was because I wanted to work in the hospital setting. Mm. That was always my goal. And actually, when I was five, I said I wanted to be a singing doctor. <laughs> Didn't know about that. I love that. Yeah. And so, um, and I've always been fascinated by medicine. Uh, most of my, like my best friend's a psych nurse practitioner. Mm. Um, you know, I just, I have lots of people in the medical field in my life. I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician for a long time. And so the medical field was just always something that interested me. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, well, music therapy sounds like the logical conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you have your neurologic music therapist certification, which is an additional, um, education beyond your standard NTBC. Yeah. What is the NMT? Like, what does that training mean for you? And then how does that contribute to the work that you're currently doing? Yeah. So. I am obsessed with the brain in particular, which is why I felt like the NMT training was um, a good fit for me. So it is based in research. Um, All their techniques are standardized, which is um, something that I really enjoy. Not that I can't improvise and things like that. And and actually what I love about the techniques is there's lots of room for creativity and, but there's just a nice outline of like, okay, if I'm doing you know, this particular technique, I know that I have to hit these things in order for Mm -hmm. this technique to actually be the technique and for me to implement it. And they usually scaffold on each other, which is also great. NMT is really based in in three main areas and then subcategories within that. So sensory motor, speech and language, and cognitive. And all 20 of the um, techniques fit under sometimes a couple of different ones. So like Mm. Musical sensory orientation training kind of fits under the sensory motor, but also cognitive, um, especially depending on the level that you're at in that process. Um, So there can be some overlap in in the different areas, but. Yeah. Have you been doing music therapy with a project just during the pandemic? Yes. So you've been doing telehealth then for your entire duration pretty much yeah how does that impact how you set up a music therapy program or how you think about it does it change it 
does it change how you think about the development and growth and scaling of the program? Absolutely. Um, and, and it's interesting because I was just as the pandemic was hitting, I was supposed to start going out to Mary Bridge Children's Hospital in, in Tacoma mm. a couple of times a month to get kids signed up to the program, do do some stuff with them. And, uh, and then of course it was like, nothing's open, everything's shutting down. And so it was always going to be this sort of mix of telehealth and in-person for me. Um, but then it was like all of a sudden, just all telehealth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I better learn what to do. And that was, you know, quite the learning curve, just like, you know, spatially, like how, where am I going to do this in my space? And I feel like one of the um, biggest challenges for me in the beginning was they don't have instruments like, and I can give them my instruments and like, what, you know? Um, and I'm so, I'm such a hands-on music therapist and a lot of the populations I've worked with really need, you know, that sensory feedback or give you a, an assist. And so, you know, it was like, okay, how, how am I going to adapt what I know to, to hopefully still be effective and, it's been a lot of trial and error, but also really good for me, I think, um, to just learn to adapt. Yeah. Have you, um, I guess maybe before working with the space program, did you include visual art elements into your therapeutic practice or is, was that a new thing for you? Um, I did with my older adults, which I still mm. work with. Um, but with the melodic caring project, you know, really that first six months was just me getting to know the system and the clients and the hospitals and, and sort of just kind of keeping that programming going before I started with the space for art program. Most of my interaction was at the concerts with the kids. So we had a mm -hmm. private stream link in which I would chat with the kids and we would, you know, chat that way, but there wasn't, you know, like we didn't have the groups, we didn't have the individual sessions yet. Um, and so it wasn't really until the pandemic hit with melodic caring in particular that that I was able to really get my feet into doing actual music therapy sessions. It's always the goal, right? It was the goal to begin with. It just kind of happened very, very quickly and very differently than I, than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, how... Because so before you became a music therapist, you had a whole career as an actress and singer, artist extraordinaire. How do you think that part of your life really supports or transfers into the work that you're currently doing now? Yeah, I think in general, my past performance experience um, does two things that come to mind to begin with, which is... Um, I think there's a comfortability mm -hmm. um, in new situations that I have that maybe some therapists wouldn't have. Um, and that's just because the nature of performing is like, go, go, go. And you have to be on right now, this second, like, and it doesn't matter what you were doing before you got to get on stage and do your thing. Yeah. And then I think the other thing is, um, is that I have sometimes a heightened awareness of emotional needs um, because really being an actress is all based in emotion mm -hmm. and all based in reciprocal feedback from what you're getting from your scene partner. And so the 
you know, learning about the ISO principle, which is meeting someone where they're at was like, made so much sense to me. Right. Cause I'm like, Oh, I do that all the time on stage. Yeah. And then within that too, I think specifically with, with my older adults who have dementia, have profound dementia, um, and have very low energy, um, having that energy, having a lot of energy and bringing that to them is, is really helpful. It actually helps bring them out of their shell. A lot of times. I really like that. Uh, for the Space for Art program, what do you think? How do you think it's going to continue? Are you planning to do another album? Yeah. Um, we would love to do many, many albums. Um, so I would love to do another album. Uh, certainly invite more hospitals and more organizations to join. And, you know, another idea that we had was um, with our song to to sort of release the song that the kids have written for people to do covers of as well oh that'd be fun different countries maybe and have them sing it in their own language or you know things like that um but yeah i would definitely love to continue this work and invite more organizations to join us i would also love to do some intergenerational work um since i work with both kids and older adults i just see this gap um, and, and it's, you know, a societal issue where we really just, um, aren't respecting and valuing our older adults like we ought to be. Mm. And I would love to be part of changing that narrative and bridging the gap between those two generations, you know, cause I've, I've seen the power of, of when older adults are around children, older adults with dementia in particular, and how it is super powerful, can really orient them into the space and time and regulate them. And so I would love to do a Space for Art album that has intergenerational work as well. I love that. I think that'd be such a cool idea. Um, since we have people from all across everywhere, where can people find out more um, if they maybe have an idea for the Space for Art project? And once you float that past you, where can they reach you? Where can they find you? Awesome. Yeah. So melodiccaring.org is our Melodic Caring Project website. And they can email me directly at rockstar at melodiccaring.org. You can also find out more about Space for Art Program at spaceforartfoundation.org. And I would say as far as like doing the album, emailing me directly, or if you have kids that, you know, need support, um, email me directly. And that would be the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. I will put all the links down below, like usual, you know, people. Great. Thank you so much, Tanisha, for chatting and sharing. The Melodic Caring Project is a really cool organization, and we're happy to highlight what you're doing. You're welcome. If you'd like to know more about the music project, please visit our website at ssnsamcsncatmusicproject.org. On our website, you can also find transcripts for every podcast episode. As a reminder, we welcome you to connect with us on social media at SC Music Project so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you again to Tanisha for being here today. Thank you listeners for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Music